Today's special pre-holiday episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor and favorite app for buying and selling tickets for sports and music. With SeatGeek Marketplace, sell your tickets without getting hijacked by ridiculous after the sale costs. Go to SeatGeek.com slash BS to learn how to buy and sell on SeatGeek. And don't forget to download the free SeatGeek app. Enter promo code BS and SeatGeek will send you $20 once you've made your first purchase. Today's episode is also brought to you by Simply Safe, the best way to protect your home without writing huge checks or signing long-term contracts with no way out. Seriously, why wouldn't you want a home security system that gives you 24-7 protection for just $14.99 per month? That's less than half what most companies charge. Visit simplysafebill.com and get an exclusive offer for 10% off. Finally, a home security system you can trust. Again, simplysafebill.com. Let's go. Yeah. Clear enough for you. All right. <laughs> so we named the Joe House Pod Friday Rolling, and we did the first one with Friday Rolling on a Thursday, and then the second one on a Tuesday. I don't know what to say other than this one's special though. This one's the Yuletide Roll. Yeah. Well, the holidays screw everything up. Eventually, we'll be on a Friday schedule for Friday Rolling, but right now uh, <laughs> we're taping this on a Tuesday because it's a holiday week and. I'm not positive people are listening to podcasts this week. I guess we'll find out. But we are uh, we're going to do some NBA awards at the tail end. We're going to pick three games of interest for Week 16, which we have not had a lot of time to prep. But we do have three games uh, a piece that we like. I wanted to talk NBA. We are at the yeah. pretty much the two month mark. I guess the eight week mark, the nine week mark, something like that. The thirty game mark. Yeah, it's time to right? do some we're awards. Third of the way. Yeah, two month the two month awards. It would have been a bird trimester. What was that thing that you and Jalen were calling it? But oh, the bird, the birdmester. The birdmester. Is it a birdmester? Yeah, I mean we're, nah, we're. It's not really a birdmester. We're only at like, teams are thirty-one games in. There was yes. only eighty-two games in the schedule. Some of them have played like twenty-seven. We can't do that. Let's do. Let's do All the. Right. Let's do the two-month awards. It's a, it's such a catchy title. <laughs> the Christmas awards. I want to do. Uh, First team, second team, third team, all NBA first. Let's just get it out oh, of the way. Yeah. Okay. Um, sure. They changed the rules so that it could be three front court players and it didn't have to be a center. But I'm okay with that. I think I still have a vote. I don't think they've rescinded my, my vote. Oh. I how hope about not. It? I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll go ham on that NBA team. How dare they rescind my vote? They can't rescind my vote. Uh, I I don't I like the spirit of that, but I still feel like if there's somebody who plays the five, at least a little bit, that should get priority over just taking three forwards. Because like you know you could just have LeBron, Kawhi, and and Durant as the as the three forwards, but that doesn't feel like a basketball team to me. Where do you, where do you stand on this? I, I it is a basketball team, of course, it's a basketball team. That's what the the current. Uh iteration of the national basketball association no i know presents. but it's like can, can i have somebody are. can i have somebody who could potentially guard andre drummond and on my first team all nba like well, I, I kevin durant oh, that's silly yeah <laughs> i was gonna try and do kevin durant can guard him but he can't guard him. well he that's might have true. earned this spot anyway so here's my first team and you can disagree uh i have draymond in the first team i have lebron and Kawhi. i have curry and I have Russell Westbrook, and many, oh, many, many apologies to Paul George. Oh, that was you, that was my guy. That's who's going in uh, for me in place of Draymond. Okay, so because I'm not making it 
uh, uh, position specific. Okay. Well, you could talk me into that. Talk me into that right now. It's the, 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 the way the league is right now, and I think uh, you'll be accommodated this way. You just said so um, if you actually have a vote. Uh, we sh- it should just be the best five guys. And, and looking back, you know, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, in whatever version of the game is being played, it will be helpful to people looking back to say, oh, that was the era of uh, pace and space. That was the era where they valued, you know, guys who could shoot um, three-pointers as much as, as anything else. And it will help folks understand, uh, you know, what the game is, was all about in 2015. So I'm, I'm cool with it that way. All good points. Here's my counter. The Warriors just had the greatest start in the history of the league. They are 26-1 and one right now. They have three elite guys. I think they have three, I would say, top 12 guys in the league. And I want to reward at least two of those guys with my first team spot. Now, the Draymond thing's interesting because heart and soul of the team, leader. Uh, I watched, I personally witnessed multiple games where he just wouldn't let them fold. I think the Boston game's a really good example. He's just the best guy on the court in that game and had the, I think he, what did he have? The, the five fives, the five blocks, five steals, whatever the hell he had that game. Yeah. The swagger that he brings to the table, the, I don't want to say intimidation, but just the competitiveness. And he's the alpha dog of that team. He's an unbelievable defensive player. His versatility allows them to do everything that they that they do. Um, the lineup of death only works because he can play center and play the five and guard all types of different guys. He can guard really any type of player on a team. Like they were playing the Bucks the other night and at some point, Giannis was really catching fire. I mean, that Bucks Warriors, those both of those games were really good. But Giannis was really starting to take over a little bit. And they just threw Draymond on him, and that was it. So I have that, and then also, um, so he's averaging basically fourteen and nine, but he's also averaging seven point one assists. So I looked this up, and this has only happened twenty one times in the history of the NBA. Where of where somebody has averaged fourteen, seven, and eight. And the guys on the list are like Wilt, Oscar, LeBron, Larry Bird, Grant Hill, Magic, Havlicek, Fat Lever three times, which is yeah, I was gonna say there's the gonna be Lever. some some uh um randoms in there too. That's I think Daryl Walker had a season like that. No, that Fat Lever is the only real random. All right. Um but anyway, it's you know, seven assists as a forward. Yeah, it's special. I, the, the problem I have, and it's not fair, but when we're trying to come up with the most outstanding players, this is a player award yeah. in the first place. He's not in the top 40 of PER. Not that PER is, is the, the only measure. Um, so it's, you're, you're giving him, you're putting him in the top five of, of, of a player award on, on what he brings to the table with intangibles and, and the enormous... Uh, contribution he makes chemistry wise and and he is i think it's fair to say the fuse that lights the the um that that candle the, the so you would candle. say he's more of a he's more of an mvp pick than a first team all nba pick that's precisely what i'm getting at okay i he's, respect your opinion I, it's a good argument to to say that he's the mvp of the of the of the dubs which is a kind of a crazy thing to say but i think that's a you could make the argument Paul George, 25.5 points a game, 7.8 
rebounds, four assists, 22.7 PR, which is good, not unbelievable. Um, elite defense. It's been a crunch time guy. That team is flawed, but they're, they're I think, four or five games over 500. I'm sticking with Draymond. I don't think he's going to end up as my first team All-NBA guy because I don't I don't think the Warriors can sustain this pace. But um, if they do, I really want to have two Warriors in my first team All-NBA. So I'm just going to okay. I'm playing it that way. Uh, second I, team. Go ahead. <clears throat> Paul George and Durant. Drummond has to be on the second team, right? He's averaging 18-16. And that he's Detroit right team's a playoff team. And, and uh, a legit playoff team. Going to be a tough out if everybody's healthy. I looked this up for Drummond. You think 18 and 16. Wow, that's those are those are really good stats. Well, they haven't happened since Moses Malone in 1979. Nobody's averaging 18 16 since Moses Malone. So that, that seems relevant to the discussion. That's, that's pretty good. And you look at all the guys who have done it, and it's like Kareem, Will. Basically, all the guys from the 70s and earlier because there were more rebounds available. If you if you go look at the stats, like people are taking 120 shots a game. It's stupid. But the rebounds were way up. So nobody's done that. Nobody did it in the 80s. Nobody did it in the 90s. Nobody did it in the 2000s. And he's doing it right now. You could argue that his free throw shooting uh, is is the uh, the turd in the punch bowl of the Andre Drummond. Small, second small team detraction. Yeah, he's like 39%. But uh, I I have him in that spot over Cousins. You could argue that you don't even need a center, but I, I do feel like he's been him and Cousins have been the the only two really dominant centers. So I have Drummond, George, Durant, Clay Thompson, and Kyle Lowry. What do you think of that? So I, 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 I push have... CP three and Butler to the third team. You know what's funny is uh, very quietly um, Houston's been on a roll. Oh, you, and... you, you little Harden sniff a Harden? Yeah, little, little, little smell, little sniff. Okay. I'm penalizing I mean, him for being fat and dating Khloe Kardashian. I'm not putting him on any of my three teams. <laughs> you're, you're giving him since this is only the Christmas award. You're, you're gonna, yeah, that's that's fair. He, he didn't show up. Well, the, the the Rockets didn't show up the first 15 games. He'll end up they on got one the coach of those three fired. teams. Yeah, he'll end up on one of the three teams. But it's a two month mark, and he got a coach fired. His teammates at least for the first month of the season, just looked absolutely miserable playing with him. I thought he was a ball hog. I thought he was out of shape. I think he's rallied back, but I can't I can't reward him. What do you think they about... They might be in the middle of that run we talked about, by the way. We talked about the possibility of Houston ripping off like a 22-8 and eight run. I think they're 10-4 and four over the last 14. Well, they have a couple of things going on. Monty Yunus finally came back. Clint yeah. Capella's you know, running for bench guy of the year. We're going to get to that. Even though he's started some of the games, but I... They have some wrinkles. They have some weird lineups they can throw out. And and they have a great big move waiting to happen. They have a big trade waiting to happen. They've lost some awful games. I think they've lost to Denver at least twice, maybe even three times. They've lost to Brooklyn and twice. It's embarrassing. Twice. I mean, it's just indefensible. So I got Drummond, George Durant, Clay Thompson, and skinny Kyle Lowry. I'm rewarding Kyle Lowry. Once again, congratulations, Kyle Lowry, for getting in shape this season. We we're, all, we're all really proud of you for making now, $12 look, million a year and getting in shape. Kyle Lowry was... was not out of shape last season and had a pretty damn good season. He earned the contract that he got. He just made a commitment to be a slightly different uh, body type this year, yeah. and it, it it seems to have paid dividends. Third team, I got. I'm not attached to this. Well, Anthony Davis, Blake Griffin, CP3, who's having the worst CP3 year in a while, is 17 and nine. 
if you go if you go see him in person, we'll we'll talk about this in a second. And then Jimmy Butler, who I think has has really busted his ass on a really screwed up Chicago team that is very poorly coached and the pieces don't fit. And that's another team that needs a trade. I have Boogie as the center on that team, but is there anyone you'd want to throw in there instead of Boogie? No, you can't games. put Hassan Whiteside ahead of Boogie. Oh God, no! Stop, I House, mean, no, please. No, no. Well, no. Oh, for a center, I'm, you I'm mean? Saying, yeah, exactly. Oh, that, I, that, I that's still don't where like we it. are class wise. Tate, should we you edit that out? Saying? Should we edit that out? I don't <laughs> no. like the House point there. Do we How have are to you save trying house? to? Well, like, if you try and stick with a center, Hassan. What Whiteside. are the options? It's Dwight Howard, Hassan Whiteside. You know who else? Dwight Howard. Do you yeah. want to call Greg Monroe a center? Like, you just told me you didn't want centers. I, right, I, I agree. I agree with it. I'm, yeah. I'm saying. Um, all right, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really know who else we'd throw in on that one. I mean, you could make a slight Bosch case. He's been really good in Miami. You know that, who that I, I like that I, doesn't quite crack these teams, but I just want to give a, another shout out. I did it uh, once the last two weeks. Yeah, Dirk is just out of his mind. I, know. I mean, as much as anything, he gets so much credit for. The, the the Frankenstein that is the the, the Dallas Mavericks you just yeah. can't kill them I love it um, non Curry MVP yep I know who my answer is already you can choose from LeBron Kawhi Westbrook Paul George or Draymond Kawhi okay Kawhi yeah, I I owe you Kawhi. an apology I I talked you out oh. of us putting a fifty to one bet on Kawhi for MVP and he's he's in the mix still mad about that yeah. Well, you're not going to win anyway, because Curry's going to win unless he gets yeah, hit yeah. by a Mack truck between I, I or Khalil he's Mack. You he, he's, me, yeah, he's got to get by a Mack truck or Khalil But Mack. on the other hand, I could have been $5,000, but you saved me $100, so thank you for that. Yeah, Curry's going to win. I agree. I, uh, Kawhi, 21, 21.7.4 rebounds, two steals. And he's 51, 47, 88 on the percentages. But borderline. The defense is the thing. Did you see what he did to Paul George last night? This makes me want, maybe want to drop Paul George, by the way. I made an argument for him. Maybe, I, maybe I'm going to reach. Yeah, put Draymond in there. Come on, join me in the Draymond. I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't put Draymond in there. I might actually, this is, honestly, slide Drummond in. I would prefer no, Drummond to Draymond. I, I, I mean, I'm just saying. I can't if shake wanna, my head. Bo- Boogie manhandled Drummond in that one game. I watched that second half of that game. He kind of took it to him a little bit. Well, the free throws are, are a thing too. I'm not. I'm not. You can't have a sub forty percent. Did Shaq ever shoot under forty percent? We use all teams. I mean, it, it's just NBA, a, an atrocity NBA. to go under forty percent. It, it is. It's. It's. I feel like it's, my daughter. It's almost do like it's that. intentional. Yeah, it's just awful. Anyway, Paul hey. George last night, one for fourteen from the field with Kawhi on him. Yeah, and you wanted to put him on the first team. I have a my non Curry MVP. I have LeBron, then Kawhi. That's fine. And then I have Draymond Green. It doesn't make me feel like a jerk going uh, against LeBron. I'm just recognizing the continued ascendance of of Kawhi. Is yeah. is I, I have a slight prefer, preference for the ascendance of a player, a guy that's grabbing the mantle. But but LeBron has been spectacular as ever. I love where where Cleveland is, and um, Kyrie's back. So all of a sudden, Cleveland, this 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 Christmas game is going to be delightful. I know we're going to make picks at the end of this. So Basket, LeBron the basketball is a, game picks, the five game picks. 
We're gonna we're gonna rank the Christmas games at the end of this. Okay. So LeBron's career stats twenty seven, seven and seven basically. Fifty percent shooting. His stats this year twenty six point five, seven and a half, six and a half, fifty percent shooting. It's basically having the same year he always has. The only thing is his three point shooting's been really bad this year. He's twenty seven percent three point shooting, but uh We've never seen, we've officially now never seen anybody put together the 13 years that LeBron just did. Because Kareem, Kareem had a run, which I think was 11 years, where year 11 was right up there with all the other years. And they ended up, they won the title, the whole thing. LeBron, 13 straight years of just ridiculousness with no real injuries, no real drop off. That's the point. So that's why I like the Kareem comparison because Kareem, is is the only player that comes to mind as a guy that that might have played uh, within you know ten percent of the same number of games as as yeah. LeBron over this period of time. Durability. LeBron's teams have been to the finals so many times. LeBron has played on gold medal teams. How many now? Three. Yeah. I mean, he he's playing in the international games. He's playing in in the Olympics. His season is is absolutely year round now. I and think. That, uh... What makes him so legendary to me? Yeah, they, just not breaking down is is you know it, it, we're in this modern era of these guys can take care of their bodies in all these different ways. Don't laugh, house, and um, all these different ways. He's been the beneficiary of dieting, dieting uh, advancements, sleep advancements, training advancements, equipment advances. He's also- the beneficiary of of being a genetic freak, he hit the genetic lottery. He's two hundred and sixty pounds. Yep. Um, as it seems like his natural carrying weight, and in terms of body type and the and the durability thing, um, I, I it's <laughs> I understand how silly it is, but Carl Carl Malone had has the same kind of body type, right? And Carl Malone is pretty effing durable. Will Chamberlain, same thing. Games. Well, that Wilt did blow out something at some point, but. Uh, yeah, I always wonder, like, you take some of those 80s guys, like Larry Bird, who was drinking beer during the summer and didn't really start working out till the tail end of his prime. If he had all the things that these guys have now, I wonder, does his body break down? Does he have, like, a Dirk kind of career? Like, Dirk's putting up 17 and 7, you know, well, borderline but, 50, 40, 90 club. He's, this is year 17, 18 for him. He was in the same draft as Paul Pierce. To, to be fair, Bird... Bird had things available to him. Uh, he just didn't take advantage. I mean, he's not a guy that at any point in his career, even in college, you thought, oh, uh, let's see, you know, LB can walk around with his shirt off. I don't think you ever wanted right. Larry Bird to walk around with his shirt off. Jordan worked his ass off he did. from the minute that he hit the league. He was in the gym. Larry was in the gym, too. Larry was shooting. Uh, MJ was doing full-body workouts from the moment he, he hit the door. No, nah, he, he started that like in about all this stuff started in night in the 1990s, because I think Jordan, really? Jordan and Carl Malone were the first two. Yeah, because Jordan okay. started doing it because the Pistons were beating the shit out of him. Yes, they were. So I think it was like somewhere around 90. He started. That's when that's he hooked late up with 80s, Tim Grover. Though. Yeah. Well, it was like 90, 91 air range. And all then right. uh, and Carl Malone, you know, you look at Carl Malone the, in the mid 80s. And he was skinny, but still had that body. Like, you could see where his body was headed. 
Um, but yeah, I even last night I went to the Clippers Thunder game, which I want to talk about at some point. But I watched the whole thing and enjoyed it so much. The guys are in such. The guys are just built so much differently now. We were talking. I was with Tone. We were talking about it, like Ibaka, Durant, Westbrook, Blake Griffin. These guys are just ripped now. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about that game. Hold that thought. So, Coach of the Year, Carlisle, right? Because I, I don't I don't know what to do with the Golden State thing. We're really going to give Luke Walton Coach of the Year. I feel like he goes in the locker room at halftime and Steve Kerr just tells him seven things as Luke Walton nods. Yeah, the funny thing would be Kerr to give it to Kerr for staying away and, and, and showing the world. Um, you know, Carlisle's got to be running away with it. I mean that that do you, that you, you have him ahead of SBG? Huh? I like I like an honorable mention to Stan Van Gundy. Okay. I mean, I really. The because I think he contributed to the idea of getting Reggie Jackson there. Reggie Jackson has been off the hook. I mean, he, he averaged thirty points last week. He won uh, Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Yeah, and he's he's not afraid. Like I, he reminds me of he's a slightly better version of what the Celtics have in Isaiah Thomas. Although that's not working out that great this season, but. You need at least one guy in your team who's not afraid to take shots and with four yeah, minutes. Yeah, I, I mean, you know? I'm giving an honorable mention to SVG the same way uh, I give it to Skiles. Um, yeah. You know, SVG a little bit ahead because I just really think that Detroit is built for the for the long haul. I have Carlisle. Uh, I, I lo- I, I'm good with Carlisle. I have Popovich second. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. They, like a, a kind of sneaky, tough team to coach. He's got to worry That's, about. Aldridge and Duncan. He's got to make sure Duncan's okay with all of a sudden averaging nine points a game. He's got to make sure David West is fine with just being completely expendable. He's managing the Manu thing. Manu's been a borderline six man of the year guy, even though his his stats aren't great, but he's coming in and swinging close games still, which is amazing. I I am not going to say anything with the intention of demeaning or diminishing Pop's contribution, but okay. everything you just described is Spurs system stuff. No, I know, but he's I mean, the, they, he's they the deliberately went and get guys like West and and Aldridge uh, because those are mature guys who are going to have you know the patience to work themselves into the system. The thing that Pop gets the most credit for, and maybe they do it uh, on a team basis, I don't know, but is managing the minutes for those guys. The, the rotating cast of two guys sit out, you know, one, each game, you know, which, yeah. which two need rest. It's just been spectacular. And uh, the thing that, that um, I don't know what, who gets credit for this, but Tony Parker has been, you know, night and day uh, healthy difference in terms of, of the way he looks from as recently as the international um, competition from the end of summer. He looked terrible for France. Yeah. Physically, I think I uh, the the other sneaky thing with Pop is Aldridge is not an easy guy to coach, I don't think. I think there, there were a lot, of, uh, a lot of scuttlebutt on him in Portland. Well, not let's, a bad let's guy, talk about that for moody. two seconds. I'm not sure that he ever wanted, was ever comfortable as lead dog. He's found exactly the, the the safest, most comfortable place. It's why I thought Phoenix was was kind of a ridiculous uh, situation for him. Yeah. Um, as a potential destination, um, this this Spurs team is is the most comfortable situation possible, based on you know uh, dingling like me sitting at home watching games, thinking about the league. He never looked to me as a comfortable top banana, except for. It, that Yahoo, the big piece that Wojnarowski wrote about him, why Aldridge left, it seemed like Aldridge really resented how much they pushed Damian Lillard in Portland. 
and all the billboards and stuff. So it's like he's not comfortable as a top dog, but then also wants all the spoils of being a top dog. I think he's a moody, complicated guy. And okay, and uh, and for whatever reason, in the Spurs, he's he's cool. It's like all right, yeah, he's he's Could, being he's being stroked, he's being groomed. One thing I loved, I tweeted about this last week. They they somebody was saying, I think Barkley was saying about how Popovich was telling Kawhi the most important thing for him is like when we run a play for you the play is for the Spurs to score not for you to score yeah that was and partly was, last week yeah and Popovich mm-hmm. was like once he understood that he took off and I, I thought that was really really a really cool way to put it and a cool way to think about basketball it's like you're our guy but our goal is to score in these plays not for you to score not for you to take your dude one-on-one you have to create points for us and Kawhi and does what that. I like Think about the IQ of Kawhi to understand that and execute it. You know, yeah. it's, it's kind of one thing to hear it and process it, but you know, it, it goes to again that that Spurs system. He's the right kind of guy with the right kind of um, you know grooming from the moment he arrived as a rookie to understand that and implement it. Um, yeah. Pretty good. Uh, biggest disappointment of the year. Here are the candidates: Anthony Davis's MVP season. I feel disappointed in that, as well as our New Orleans uh, over bet that I think we made. Only one of us had made that bet. The Clippers. The Rockets. Darren Williams being good again. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed that he's good again. I don't know why. I'm being spiteful. Uh, the Kings not being funnier. I really thought I was going to have more laughs with the Kings this year. They, it's it, It's gone the other way. And in fact, the Bill Kennedy thing was probably the darkest moment of the last couple seasons. So not a lot of laughs with the Kings. And then uh, last but not least, Phoenix, who had a really fun, weird team of competitive guys and young guys and assets, and they had the Lakers pick, and now they don't have the Lakers pick. They have this Knight Bledsoe thing, which is fun, but not really something that's going to win you the title. And they dropped all this money on Tyson Chandler, who's like, you know, I, I don't know if he's just banged up or breaking down or what happened, but that that is a red flag contract and a half. They gave him like what did they give him sixty million or something fifty million? Yeah, Phoenix has been on a curious run for this is the third season going on now. You just what like a, like a what's the plan? What what's your right? Uh, they they went That's, and spent all they that are money. The what's the plan team? Yeah, they spent all that money on Chandler partly because they thought it was going to help them get Aldridge, then they didn't get Aldridge. And if you'd watched Tyson Chandler closely the last couple of years, he wasn't the same guy that he was, you know, on that Mavs two thousand eleven team. I'll uh, never get over. They started last season with three point guards, and 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 only yeah. one of them is still on the team. And Dragic guarding small forwards. Uh, so, what's your biggest disappointment? Uh, to me, it's Houston. I, I just, you know, it's 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 indefensible that um, they showed up with such a lack of enthusiasm for the season. Right after being and, a Final Four team. Right, and and had a that you know the, there's only the window of opportunity we've seen this in the NBA is so so short so tight yeah you got to jump through once you're through you got to stay through this is a, in a very small way the same kind of complaint um, with my local team the almost bullets uh, you know they they now they've been challenged by injuries um but they're sort of foreseeable injuries nene's hurt okay strained calf i don't know what that means he's had a strained calf i think for the last 14 years uh and and deal with recurring leg injuries but 
yeah. for, for for Houston, you know, they you go from a Final Four team to mediocre 500 team in the matter of really, you know, three months. It's extremely disappointing, and I uh, don't fault what Daryl's been trying to do one bit. I thought that the Ty Lawson addition was terrific. It seems like they have some sorting out to do still in terms of the alpha dog thing and and, uh, Chris Sheridan's report about um, your boy Dwight, you know, not being happy and all the rest of it. Dwight's never happy. Dwight's never happy. Perpetually unhappy Dwight. He's he's like, he's one of those like women who just keeps having new boyfriends and just has, just can't settle down or vice versa. A guy who keeps having girlfriends and there just finds things to complain about with the new one and it's just like, right, you're probably never getting married. It doesn't seem like anyone's ever marrying Dwight. That seems right. I mean, you know, unless he ends up in a place where uh, the, the pressure is completely off, like Brooklyn, where he's just the man and he just goes in and collects his, you know, 16-12s every night and his team stinks, maybe that's where, where he's going to be most comfortable. I don't right, know. Say, let's save the Dwight talk for it because that's coming up in a second. I, I have oh. uh, My biggest disappointment is that Anthony Davis has not been that good this season. I haven't seen him with that there's no way we're losing this effing game type of edge to him. When I turn the channel, he just seems kind of uh, complacent's the wrong word, just accepting of that he's not on a good team. And uh, and I don't know if if he's going to be an all time guy or one of the best guys of his generation, or you know if he's in, even in the Durant conversation. Forget about the, like the LeBron Jordan top twenty guys of all time conversation, but just like one of the best guys of his generation conversation. It's really tough to, to think he's going to be on like a twenty seven win team. It's not Here's not a the, common the thing for great defense. players. I, I knew, go I, ahead, defend him. Slight defense. I mean, the Pelicans have been in disarray. They've been discombobulated since really uh, August, September. They had so many guys hurt, and guys are right. are, are now sort of rolling back um, into health. But they haven't had the team that they imagined maybe like back in July. They haven't had that team yet. And add on top of that, Alvin Gentry's in with a with a new system, new Corral Bob does not like him. H-Bob is down on AG. What I, need, what I needed from Davis that I'm just not getting are, are the, the three games a month where he just beats somebody by himself. Where he's just like, oh, Davis had 38, 19, and seven assists and single-handedly beat whoever tonight. That hasn't been happening, and, and I'm starting to wonder, well, he's young, so it's, yeah. you, know, you don't want to give up on it yet, but I'm starting to wonder, maybe he's one of those guys that he need, he's better with better guys. Which is fine because I I think most guys qualify for that, but I wonder if he's not a guy like Durant reached a point where if you just threw him with a mediocre team, he'd he'd still be able to drag you to forty two, forty three wins. You know, he was there from the time he was like twenty three, twenty four, and I think Westbrook is like that too. And really, any great player can drag a team to five hundred or a little bit better. And Davis isn't doing that. And that and it, I don't know. I'm disappointed. I, I thought he okay. was slightly better, so maybe he'll go on a run now. This is why we're doing the two month awards because this that'd be fun. But I'm rooting for it. I, I I feel like he's drifting during some of these games. That's what I, you know, he's he, he might be. They're they're too, not competitive. It's a little too polite. You know, Ty, at some point he'd be like, "Hey, Tyreek Evans, give me the fucking ball." 
What are you doing? Give me the ball. I'm Anthony Davis. I'm one of the five best players in the league. Get out of my way. I'd like to see that a couple of times. Uh, most gratifying non-Golden State situation. Here are the candidates. Kawhi is a crunch time guy. We covered that. The Paul George comeback. We covered that. Flip Saunders rebuilding the Timberwolves um, and leaving a really nice legacy of, of an awesome roster that, that those fans are going to enjoy for the next 12 to 15 years. The Knicks fans, after just a horrendous century, really off. From the moment James Dolan bought the team, just one awful thing after another. And then Porzingis comes in. They finally have some hope. And then finally, last but not least, Katie and Russ back doing their thing again. So what do you got? I love uh, OKC. That that game last night reminded me. I love those two guys being back. Yeah, uh, playing the, the the way that they're playing, the symphony of the two of them, and and uh, Abaka as as that awesome threat from the elbow. He catches and shoots in one motion. Those two guys, second and third best uh, per in the league, and it looks like they're rounding into form. And I just love. That that athleticism, that unmatched, unparalleled athleticism, it's back. Yeah, and I love watching OKC. It's such chaos watching them. So I went last night. I I would actually vote for this award. I, I would vote for the Paul George comeback, just because anytime you lose a year and a half of your career, which is basically what he lost, um, and you have the injury that he had, you don't know. Like look at Rose. Rose has never really been the same since he blew out his knee. Different injury but same kind of thing like you lose a year you just don't know and i like that he's now back to being a top seven top eight top nine guy i wasn't i i had my guard up with it i didn't think we he was totally gonna get back but he did um so i went last night and katie is back i know i i kept telling you that i needed to see two months of him playing at this you level 20 before. games yeah. yeah, he's back though. Like in person, oh, watching like athletically, yeah. like he's looks exactly the same. He's and he's got the competitiveness, and he's doing all the KD things. He's playing a hundred percent hard, and uh, God damn, that team's breathtaking. Yeah, they really are. Like Westbrook plays so freaking hard, and you know, I I always say this. I I know. Look, everybody's finances are different. When you want to spend money on, but the two teams I would urge people: if you had the money and you wanted to go and just be in the arena for a basketball game this year, the Warriors obviously, which is now an impossible ticket to get. But I would go see OKC because who knows how long these two guys are going to play together? Like in this Clipper game yesterday, you know, tight game back and forth, crunch time. They run two straight plays for Westbrook. And then they run the last play of the game for Durant. It's like they have two of the two of the four or five best crunch time guys in the league for either getting the basket, creating a shot, creating whatever. And it's just it's freaking jaw dropping to watch. You know, I just yep. thought they were going to keep going to Westbrook because he was hot. No, they run the last play for Durant coming off a screen. He jumps up. He's like seven foot nine when he jumps up to shoot. Luke Mababu Day was trying to guard him. Durant just jumps seven inches over him and just gets a nice little 20-footer. It's like, Jesus, this team's yeah, ludicrous. It's, it's, it's unstoppable. Right. That that was the, the end-of-game sequence was what uh, I like so much. And and some credit to the clips. I mean, that, that was gutsy. Uh, the, the, Are you trolling me? No. The, the interesting thing, I mean, Deion Waiters playing crunch time, 
me. I, I don't. I don't. Not uh, Billy Donovan's not exactly getting an A plus right now either. He's a midget uh, he, vampire. Have you seen him in person? He's got to be the shortest not. coach in the league. He's replaced Lawrence Frank as the shirt. He's like this little guy who walks around. He looks like a vampire, and he's playing Dion Waiters at crunch time. Teeth. It's true. But waiters at crunch time, and he still trots out lineups where KD or or, uh, or Westbrook are not, you know, on the floor. Like one of those guys needs to be on the floor at all times. Yeah, every every single, minute, every minute every single, of the game. Every single, you know, smart uh, um, basketball person, every single person who thinks about efficiency says it. It's just indefensible to not have one of those two guys on the floor. It's criminal. But I, I that, that the turnover that the waiters was really responsible for, um, and Chris Paul's conversion there at the end was was kind of excellent. Yeah. The thing that that was um, so predictable, they they had they ran a great play uh, with. Uh, CP driving the lane and then dishing back to um, Blake for a, a thunder dunk, you know, uh, one possession prior. What was the step back CP3 shot? That was straight out of Doc's old old Celtics uh, playbook for an end-of-game shot. I have a news flash for Doc and the Clippers. Um, the league is caught on to the play where Chris starts on the left side of the court, dribbles to the right side, goes to his little spot at the top of the foul line on the right side and then shoots before people realize he's going to shoot. Everyone now knows he dribbles to that spot and shoots. He was dribbling to that spot, and OKC was sending every tall guy they had just running at the spot because they knew he was going to shoot. Like, it's over. Yeah, You need a new yeah, play. Was, they need a new play. What was wrong with the play they ran before? You know what's... Tolan and I went, and Tolan had been away for two months doing a movie, so he didn't been in a Clippers game, but he'd been watching it. And we, we've just watched the Clippers blow so many games over the last couple of years. Everyone in my section now expects it. Just sitting there going, how are they going to blow this? Even when they're up three with a minute left, it's like, how oh, they'll blow this. And they blew it again it was in like a new and improved way where they were down one, but somehow got the steal for the go-ahead basket, but then Durant scores, then they blow. The team, it just doesn't work though, with the people they have. Like they, DeAndre it, didn't really play crunch time again last night. They Josh spent all this money on, De- on De- Yeah, they spent all this money on DeAndre, and, and they still can't play him against certain lineups, you know? Yeah. I, uh, I don't. I, don't know I think it do. was. I don't. I don't question the judgment of of paying the money to to DeAndre. Me neither. But the bench is still. They how how can they not have a three? They still don't have a three on that team. You could say the same about OKC. They were trying wow. to like Kyle Singler. What the hell's Kyle yeah. Singler doing on an NBA uh-huh. team? But uh, but the the I don't know what the Clippers do because I just think that nucleus now is is. The league has figured it out in close games. They just know how to stop it. Blake's one guy for three quarters and another guy for the last six minutes. And Chris, we said this last year. I was wondering if he, if there was something, if he's getting old, whatever. But he does look physically, I don't know, it's like year 11 or year 12 for him. Yeah. I don't know. At some point, it's you got to start fading a tiny bit. Well, West, and, and Westbrook athletically just looked at another level from him last night, even though Chris had a good game statistically. But he uh, wasn't the difference. I mean, the, the 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 game came right down to the end, and the Clippers had the ball for the final game winning possession. I mean, it was, they did, and it was the same terrible even, possession say. they always have. <laughs> They're, the Clippers are not that far off. They just have been on this terrible spiral since the collapse against. Uh, the 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 Warriors they haven't really been they able to regain right. their stride. Their huddles don't look right. They the body language doctor did not enjoy what he saw. And by the way, the body language doctor noticed Josh Smith not not joining the huddles. 
If he's, if he's still the on point. the team in a week, I'll be surprised. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. What What is the point of having him? I don't. I don't. I'm not sure. That's from what I saw last night. I, I I don't think he will be there the whole season. At least Lance, you know, is getting a little bit of run. Uh, he did really funny Lance things, but he oh, also was great. contributing last night. Did they show it on TV when uh, they got a steal and and seventy uh, year old Prigioni didn't pass to Lance cutting across the middle and Lance like jumped up and down in complete anger and disappointment <laughs> and dismay. <laughs> Right in front I don't, of the they might have shown it. I don't remember it. Oh, I That's was dying laughing. We were dying so laughing. He's he's like a nine year old kid. It's like watching my son out there playing small forward for the Clippers. Like the way his reactions to stuff. I will say this: Durant wasn't a hundred percent excited to have Lance guarding him. And that's uh, that's why Doc has to play Lance more because he does affect the other teams. Durant was like, God damn, this guy's got so oh, man, I hate this yeah, guy. Yeah, there's a way to channel that, that yeah. nine year old kid to make him, you know, work to your advantage. There was one time he got mad at something and started walking over to the ref or something. He was mad at it was near the Clipper bench and DeAndre and Blake and somebody else, they all jump up like, No, 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 no. Like it was like <laughs> It was like a, like a kid walking on the crosswalk when it wasn't supposed to walk. Like People just jumping for his safety, for everyone else's safety. It is a great ongoing subplot, the Lance Stevenson era. Anyway, uh, incredible to have KD and Russ operating at all cylinders again. I don't really like the team they put together around them. Abaka's obviously great. Adams is interesting. He now looks like uh, Cal Drago. Well, you know, uh, Robertson's just back. By the way, I heard last night he pre- he prefers that it's pronounced Robertson. He's not Roberson. It's spelled Roberson, but you don't pronounce well, it Roberson. Whatever. He's back. And remember, he, he played a pretty important role yeah. last year during the stretch uh, KD out. Um, he, he could be a little bit of an X factor. Yeah. For that three. For that three position. I wonder, Donovan's got to, Donovan will get better as the year gets goes along, I hope. I've given up on Fred Hoiberg. He just seems like he's just lost in space. But uh, Donovan, at least... <laughs> well, let's do a quick thing on on Hoiberg and the Bulls. You and I did this uh, pod, the Friday rolling last Thursday. At that moment, the um, Bulls were fifteen and eight with three games coming up against the uh, Pistons, the Knicks, and Brooklyn. Yeah, and we had a legit sort of discussion around. Uh, trading Derrick Rose, yeah. and you know, uh, I, I argued for sort of holding the line for a moment, um, just to see what this Chicago team's all about. Since that happened, they lost the four overtime game to uh, Detroit, which they ruined them. I think that game might really have killed sh- their season. It, re- I mean, and 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 Jimmy Butler after the loss to the Knicks calls out the coach, and then they don't show up at home against Brooklyn. And Zach Lowe's piece goes up today about chemistry issues in Chicago. Yeah. I mean, he just spent, God, he spent I, some I, time. I feel a little there. bad, honestly. I love how ESPN.com promotes Barnwell and Zach every time now in the, on the main page. It's just, it <laughs> is just happy. so hilarious. Uh, sneaky fun story of the year. All right. Rondo's back, but I, I'm disqualifying him because the Bill Kennedy thing was also the worst story of the year. So sorry, and Rondo. And he's, he's taking games off. He sucked against uh, the almost bullets the other night. He is averaging so, a 12, 11, and 6. Well, he, he he scored two points against the almost bullets. Lillard and McCollum in Portland. That Whatever. one They're is so interesting. Lillard and McCollum, both averaging 20 a game. 
McCollum is is on a I don't know most improved I don't know what oh, yeah, what he's award got it. he's locking it up. Yeah, I mean he, he's amazing. He re, the the not reinvention the invention of C.J. McCollum this season. He uh, we we loved him when we interviewed him. There's there's real value in interviewing those guys. Jalen and I loved him when we did the interview. We thought he was he was this? the most interesting uh, guy we interviewed other than Old Depot. Ahead of my guy, ahead of Bradley Beal at the moment. Beal gets headlines. McCollum's got game. So Kemba Walker, crunch time guy in a playoff team. Up, oh, take out a boner. Tate, put that thing away. <laughs> put your boner away, Tate. Uh, Kemba Walker, crunch time guy. I feel vindicated because coming out of UConn, yeah, just like that guy's got something, man. He doesn't. Yep. He, he he's you know and, a fearlessness. Fearlessness. Yeah, not afraid. Not so afraid. I like having him in the mix. Dirk on a 50-win team, potentially. Putting up a 17-7, yeah. borderline 50-40-90. Another Dirk. And then uh, Drummond we mentioned, and then I, my vote for sneaky fun story of the year. Warriors, 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 26-1. Oh, my God. The Spurs are only two wins behind them. The Spurs so are 24-5. and five. They also have uh, – their, their um, differential is also in the same – Stratosphere, yeah. you know, uh, historically that unprecedented stratosphere. The offensive defensive efficiency. The Spurs are 15 points better offensively than what they're giving up defensively. The Spurs are plus 14. Yeah, they're pretty much right there. I mean, and that that's the thing with these hot starts is all it takes is you go you know one three game trip where you go one and two or zero oh and three and then all of a sudden that that magical start you had starts to look like everybody else's record. And the Spurs have done a nice job of of kind of lurking. I don't think they care about the one seed or the two seed. But what's interesting for me as a basketball fan, as a gambler, uh, as somebody who loves big pictures, uh-huh. I don't want to play OKC in round two. Do you? Oh, I I I think they do care about the one seed or or, or the two do you seed. Want to I play, think last year. Do you want to play a, OKC a, with, in round two? Yes, this is what I'm getting at. I think last year was a wake up call for the Spurs. They yeah. they they ended up with a with a with a bad draw and lost in the first round. I mean, I, you know, I don't yeah. I don't I think they do care. And how about this? This is the nugget I like so much. They haven't lost at home this season. I love And it's I not that they just haven't lost. Yeah. They've been wiping people's, you know, rear ends all up and down the floor there in San Antonio. I love it. Um so OKC, and then who's the fourth team? I guess it would be like the Clippers or the Rockets. I mean, that is such a it round two drop off. If I'm the Spurs, I'm 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 going for the one seed if I can get it because I don't want OKC. I don't want any part of that team. I think that I think the West might have the three best teams. I think I like all three of those teams better than I like Cleveland. I don't. I I don't have Oklahoma City ahead of Cleveland. Uh, I honestly think uh, Cleveland healthy gives the Warriors the, the, the best challenge in the league. Uh, and I think the Spurs have a slight edge over Cleveland. That's the way I, I rank it. I'm with you if I know Kyrie's healthy. Yep, yep. That, there, that's it. Would you trade Chris Paul for Kyrie? No, are you come on. No. Okay. No, no, no. The, the, the reason is the difference in age. Okay, I mean, Kyrie hasn't played a full season of basketball since he was seven years old. But other than that, you know. Kyrie uh, just got hurt right now trying to download the podcast. He just broke his finger. But what he can do offensively uh, by himself um, and, and what he did last year, I'll never, ever, never forget that performance against the Spurs last year. Yeah, it was great. 
that's going to that's going to stick in my head uh, uh, for a lifetime. So I give them benefit of the doubt. Quickly, uh, just uh, some stats. Most amazing warrior stat: twenty four and zero wins for most amazing warrior stats so far. Uh, some sad news: Steph is no longer in the thirty two five five and five what the fuck club. Oh, yeah. what happened? Now he dropped down to thirty one point eight points, and he's only making four point nine threes a game now. So he's got some oh. work to do. Yeah, yeah. Draymond seven, Draymond seven point one assists. We talked about that. The Warriors are still thirteen for thirty every game from three point land, making forty two percent of them. It's a good number. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, the red flag stats of the year. Oh. Yeah. Your boy Otto Porter shooting twenty seven point four percent from three. Oh. I think that's oh. got to be part of your trouble. Yeah. Oh. I'm pretty sure oh. I'm leaving him open. Please take oh. that, Otto. It hurts. Uh, Zebo, one of your favorites. You've always loved yeah. him. He's yeah. he's dipped under thirteen points a game now, and he's forty six percent shooting. Not not good signs. Not strong. Not Zebo. good. He's been in the league for a long time. I think. Uh, I think we're coming. Uh, look, coming at some point the end. grit and grind catches up. Yeah, uh, Goran Dragic. Goran Dragic signed for like ninety million years. He's putting up an eleven and five right now. Now part of that's that, how they use him, but I'm still worried about that. I find that that situation slightly confusing. I don't. It's the wrong team for him. They should actually trade him for, for him. like a spot up shooter guy, right? And there's a bunch of teams that need uh, the the type of point guard that he is. I would take him. I love Goran Dragic. Seems like there's a trade out there. Dwight Howard. We talked about the fall of Dwight, but uh, he's averaging eight field goal attempts a game and six free throw attempts a game. You know, I like he looking would... at that stuff with centers. When when centers stop being active, the first thing that drop the things that drop are blocks, field goal attempts, free throw attempts. And <laughs> someone who's trying to get in touch is that Dwight, Dwight on was the other end? He's like, no, no, I'm not done yet. Dwight has reached a point. I don't know if anyone has done studies like this yet, but Dwight has reached a point where statistically it be it is now very improbable that he returns to an all NBA level. This happened to Jermaine O'Neal a few years ago. I remember writing about it maybe ten years ago. When there's like a dramatic drop off statistically, it's really tough for the person to then come back and make it up. Uh, I think the, and we, and the thrust that of but here's the point, right? The thrust of Dwight's complaint with the, with his situation in Houston right now is he doesn't have the opportunity to take more shots. He's only getting eight attempts a game because Dwight Howard, I mean, uh, James Harden is holding on to the ball for, you know, 48 possessions. And, you know, the the, the other guys have to touch the ball That's once in a fun, while. Dwight, have, you, have you seen Dwight run? Well, the thing that, that I would say, forget how he runs. I, I won't forgive him this season for that um that play where he was running down the lane he's halfway inside the the uh free throw line yeah. with his head looking straight towards the basket and i i don't remember who passed him the ball it hit him in the shoulder cuz he wasn't looking at the ball as oh, yeah. he entered the lane <laughs> that. yeah it's also he's not finishing around the rim with explosive dunks anymore that air is just gone he's what? he's 30 but he feels like a very old 30 like when larry bird was 30 he he was like winning i think his second mvp this Dwight, this Dwight has aged almost child actorish, at least from what we've seen. I'm not, I'm not totally ready to write him off completely and say he's never getting it back. But the evidence is starting to mount that it's just not going to come back. And if he opts out of his contract this year, I know the salary cap's going way up, but I don't, I just wouldn't feel good about giving him twenty million a year. Somebody's going to do it. Somebody's going to do it. It's going to be stupid. Uh, Kobe Bryant. 
34% field goal, 24.7% from three-point field goal, even though he's taking 7.2 a game, 12.7 PR. You'd think that's really bad, right? Derek Rose. It is really bad. I know you're gone. I knew D Rose was going to be next. The 50 40 90 club that we've come to appreciate with Steve Nash, Dirk, all those guys. Derek Rose is working on the 37 22 70 club. Here's the thing 37 22 70. He had his eye bone I broken. Know. It's just a terrible broken eye season. bone. I know. I'm not. I mean, he was sat in a, in a dark room for two weeks. Then don't play. I, I'm, not, I'm not arguing with Just that. I out, think that there is some merit to that. Healthy. Or go play D-League and, and, and get it back. He's, his PR, PR is under 10, 9.7, which would be awful. Like historically, like, oh, my God, remember the year Derrick Rose's PR was under 10 when he was, wasn't even 30 years old yet? But Joe Johnson, 34.5 minutes a game, 35% field goal percentage, 10.8 <laughs> points a game. So for every three minutes he plays, he scores a point. 9.1 PER. He's basically a corpse. He's basically dead. He's a dead person running up and down. A $30 million corpse. And we have their pick, and somehow they're 8-20, and 20 and I can't figure it out. It's like Thaddeus Young and Jared Jack and Brooke Lopez just made a made a pact to, to win 30 games together, and I'm so pissed off about it. I, I, I do think they're going to win between 27 and 32 games. So you, what's your red flag stat of all those? Probably maybe Dragic, just because it's so weird. 11 yeah, the Dragic thing is is so hard. Uh, I don't understand it. I know uh, folks are putting some of the blame, laying some of the blame, and it seems like it's proper on Coach Spolstra yeah. um, for for running uh, a, a system that doesn't allow him to, to flourish. But I, there's a personnel kind of issue there in, in Miami. They got something... Uh, up their sleeve. Feels like a trade. Yeah, a trade waiting to happen. Can you trade yeah, Dragic after you gave him eighty to ninety million, whatever they gave him? I don't know what the rules are. We have to ask somebody smart like Nate Duncan or somebody. We have to uh, rip through these uh, most fortuitous transaction. The Knicks not making a trade with their 2015 lottery pick and getting and getting uh, Zinger. The Mavs being devastated they didn't get DeAndre and then they get Zaza and Darren Williams, which is anyone makes that trade, right? Saz has yeah. 11 rebounds. He's basically matching DeAndre's stats. Uh, Charlotte stole Nick Batum, which we talked about last week. He's only 26 years old. God, he's good. The Portland fans, I got a couple emails from Portland. People are like, good, I don't care if he's doing well. Screw that guy. He sucks. A lot of I that comes from sucks. And then uh, how about Colangelo taking over the Sixers and, and getting to be the hero if things turn around and if things don't turn around, he could just blame Sam Hinkie. I wish I had that job. Things are going to turn around, of course. Yeah. They, there's only one direction they can go. They've hit bottom. There what? is they can't go any lower. What better job than to be the guy who replaced Sam Hinkie? Right. It's it's it's, it's nothing lose. but upside. You just blame him if anything goes wrong. Uh, most fascinating non-playoff subplots: Can the Lakers stay in the two spot for the lottery? Because if they go to three, that becomes very easy for them to get jumped. If they're at two, two teams would have to jump them to lose their pick. Much less realistic. I, I, who, who? I mean, they're they're they're. They're there. Who's? I mean, there's nobody else within the the Nets and and uh, the Pelicans. The Nets are the closest. The Nets have the Brook Lopez injury possibility, or trade, I guess. Yeah, something. Uh, if you're New Orleans, do you pull a '97 Spurs and come up with a fake injury for Anthony Davis? And and trade away. Uh, just trade uh, and just tank. Rhino. Just and, and trade away. Just Eric blow Gordon. It. I, 
I kind of like that. I really do. For You're, the Pelicans, they they have to do something about their guard situation um, to get the best out of Anthony Davis. You can't have you know fifty game a season, Drew Holiday, and you know not sure whether he's a uh, small forward, shooting guard, or point guard. Uh, Tyreek Evans as as the guards. They're eight and nineteen. They have the fourth worst record in the league. Um, if if Boston offered the Brooklyn pick to Milwaukee for Jabari Parker, does Milwaukee say yes or no? That's interesting. If if I was running Milwaukee, I would say yes. Okay. What? what, what All right, what we'll throw in Jarebko. Fine, Jarebko and the Brooklyn pick. What would you say? It's 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 a it's. I'm not sure the Bucks need Jabari. Yeah, they're they, they're. I'm not positive I, I, he needs to be on that team. I've been disappointed by the inconsistency. It, people forecasted that they were due for uh, not me. a downturn. I was stubborn about it. You and Zach Lowe both. Guy. And I, I was stubborn uh, arguing the other side of it. Um, and but you, they... Yeah, well... I, I was wrong. They they um, are are inconsistent. The, the, the two games they played against Golden State is the version of the Bucks that I expected to see all season long. That's a team that's right there in the thick of things in the East. Instead, they they just don't show up some nights and I don't like that uh, quickly bench guy of the year uh, with apologies to Clint Capella Enos Cantor Enos Cantor quietly averaging at 11-8 in 20 minutes a game yeah, uh, Zach Levine Kelly Olynyk, uh Will Barton yeah the answer is Will Barton 15 and 7 40% yeah. from 3 who the hell is Will Barton been a break every time I see the Nuggets it's like who is this guy where'd he come from by the way Nuggets seek Sneakily fun to watch because Gallo's back. Yeah, they're not bad. They're, they're I think they thought they were going to be awful, and they're not. They're actually like they have good guys in their team. <laughs> yeah, Fareed I thought twenty-seven and, was yeah. like the ceiling for wins for them. They're, they're they play hard, kind of sneaky, fun to watch. Yeah, they're they're lingering in the eight seed conversation because the West is so weird. The McKeskey Award is down to two worthy candidates. This is the award I give out every year to the best white guy in the league. Now Europeans, you can't count. Porzingis not eligible. Foreigners. No, it's got to be an American white guy. Foreigners aren't white under your. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, this is an American white guy. It's the McKesky. Okay, award. American white guys. That's fine. Kevin Love and Gordon Hayward. It's a two man race right now. Yeah. Gordon Hayward quietly with a 19 and 5 every game and 44, 42, 81 splits. A little bit better than what Kevin Love's done. Rookie of the year. Towns has it pretty much locked up. The Zinger. Towns is 16 and 9. He's a borderline 50, 40, 90 guy. He's putting up blocks, huge PR, all that stuff. And he's, and if he totally passes the eye test, he's just uh, really, really polished for a 19 year old. Complete player. Complete player already. Zinger is not in the conversation. Uh, And then. It's good for the Knicks. One other thing I wanted to mention, just, and I I don't know where this stands. I remember Shaq and Kobe might have been the last guys that did this. KD and Russ are averaging 52.2 points a game combined. Yeah. 14.5 rebounds a game combined and 13.7 assists combined. Yeah. Russ is averaging a 25, 9, and 6. Only Oscar Robertson has ever done that. Yeah. And KD is putting up 52, 43, 88 splits. Yeah. Magical Magical combination by those two so far. Yeah. Has anybody else out there got a $500 parlay on the Warriors and and Thunder over? This guy does. Uh, so anyway, good season so far. Really interesting. Yeah. I, I think the highlights for me, other than the Warriors, are, are KD and Russ being back 
and uh, and Towns being good, Porzingis being interesting, the Spurs being the Spurs, and and some real drama with with the West, where you have three potentially just killer teams, and and yeah, I, two guy two teams having to go to war. We had this last year a little bit with Spurs Clippers, but the three teams that are in the mix this year, I think, are better than those Spurs Clipper teams. What we love is you know the season starts in earnest on Christmas. That's yeah. when the NBA really legitimately gets going, and the, the way things have kind of shook out here so far in the, in the first uh, eight weeks here, you know, great storylines with with the rookies, some disappointments, but teams that can redeem themselves. I'm looking at you, you Houston mother sons of guns, yeah, and you know, uh, kind of a, a radical re-rack of strength between the two conferences um, from Christmas on. It's going to be a good one. The Christmas games. The first one's Pelicans Heat on ESPN. I'll be skipping that one. Uh, Bulls Thunder at 11.30 Pacific time, so 2.30 East Coast time. That's a pretty good one. It's it, a good one because the the Bulls really need to do something to prove to themselves. They're, they have such shaky internal confidence. It's so weird for guys that, that have been in the roster. league for a long time. Yeah, the, yeah the I mean, roster it's, doesn't it's, make sense. It's the Butler as leader um, proposition that feels awkward. About but you also have Miritich is really like a stretch four, but he's not. He doesn't make threes, and I don't totally know what position he is. But you can't really play him with McDermott together. But Noah and Gasol are weird together. They have all these guys that can't doesn't totally fit when they're together. Uh, also, look out for an annual Christmas tradition because this was uh, something that uh, I noticed the two years that I was on the show. Um, the ESPN game is going on ESPN and the ABC game is going two and a half hours later after the, the early start for the whatever. And they have the, the countdown pregame show on ABC going head to head against real basketball on ESPN, which makes no sense at all. It's <laughs> one of the dumbest things ever. It's one of my favorite traditions. The second yeah. year I wanted to actually just do it shirtless and see if anyone noticed or was watching. Cause I don't think anyone watches, uh, Cavs warriors five o'clock oh. East coast oh. time. Oh. In Oracle, yeah, Kyrie in the house. What a game yep. that's going to be! Oh, what a game that's going to be! Ooh. Uh, that's followed by Spurs Rockets and then Clips Lakers, which will just be, you know, Clips Lakers is that's is my food coma. You know, let let the red wine do what it wants to do. Yeah, uh, ten o'clock at night. You know, on the couch. Yeah, that's my on the couch game. But the the um, Spurs Rockets. It's a fun Always one. a little feisty should be a yeah, good it's a one. Fun one. And you know the epic uh, Warriors. Uh, it, I, I'm I'm disappointed that the streak isn't still going. But on the other mm-hmm. hand, this is it, it. It's still it's no less fascinating. Now it'll be good, and I'm I'm going to be interested to see how the Cavs approach the go big or go small thing. You can make a case they just play LeBron at the five. I bet they go big. I think they'll I go they big go... and they'll try it and the spur and the Warriors will torch it. And then at some point there will be a LeBron at the five lineup that will get everybody fired up. The f- thing that'll be fun to watch is whether or not, uh, the dubs get any offense rebounds at all. I mean, if, 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 uh, Cleveland controls the boards the way they did, um, in the first really three games of the finals last year, then it's just a, it's a dog fight. Then it's, it's last possession time. It's, a, it's the sequence from two minutes left until the end of the game. House, before we do NFL picks, remember you can subscribe to this podcast 
on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. You can catch up on any episodes you missed at BillSimmonsPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the Channel 33 podcast featuring pop culture podcasts and interviews from former Grantlanders, Andy Greenwald, Juliet Libman, and Chris Ryan, as well as some NBA podcasts and even some occasional cameos from me. We will have that Heat podcast, me and Chris Ryan, 20th anniversary. It's going to be before the end of the year. You can follow Channel 33 on Twitter, at Channel 33. And, uh, and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. All right. Week 16 picks. Let's do our NFL picks really quickly. Sure. So we're, we're narrowing it down to three games because we, there's too much time until the games. And uh, By the way, I'm going to make a motion that we only do three games next season, assuming we do this next season. Well, if we do this next season – we have to actually keep track of our picks. I think that would help. Or at least do a best bet. I think we should agree on a best bet that we do every week, our combined best yeah. bet. Let's One do that this week, bet. actually. Uh, all right. You have cards in the Packers, cards in Arizona, laying four and a half. There's going to be 25,000 Packer fans in the house, maybe 30,000. Who do you have? I'm fine with it. I love the cards. I would. I, it, the number is, is four and a half. I would take the cards all the way up to six and a half. Uh, Green Bay is coming off a three straight straight up and against the spread wins against awful teams, Dallas, Oakland, Detroit. And, and, they, and it took a miracle to beat Detroit to get the, the against the spread thing. Um, there is a uh, nice um, st- angle out there, my boy Big Al, feeding it to me. Uh, a great favorite like Zona, 56-22 and 22 since 1980 against the spread in this situation. Yeah. Um, I like the Zona Cardinals. I'm staying away only because I think teams get bummed out when there's 30,000 of the other team's fans in the stadium. It always makes me nervous. (laughs) I have uh, the Eagles are playing your uh, Washington professional football team. Yep. The Eagles are laying three points. They are. I think the Eagles stink. I think the Patriots were about to beat them 45 to 10 until they did the stupid onside kick and then all and then a block and all of a sudden they have three return touchdowns and everybody thinks the Eagles might be good and they had pride and really that was a fluke game that probably is going to happen once every 5 years. Uh I like your Washington team. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl but they're a little frisky. I like when yeah, they but- get points. I, I think they're in bad shape when they're the favorites and when they're supposed to win, but I think when they're not supposed to win and they're getting points, I kind of like them. And uh, I don't know. I just think your team's better. The defense is much improved for the D.C. Grudens, and that was the thing that had me select a delicious over on on the season total. Six and a half was the number. Seven mm. came through on Sunday. Cash winner for the daddy. Yeah, I like um, where they're at. I, I honestly uh, have stayed away from wagering on them the entire season long because uh, there's such a discrepancy between them on the road and, and at home. And I'm going to stay away from this one as well because they're on the road. But Do you win the like NFC East if you win? The Eagles suck. The Eagles they suck. suck. Yes, yes. Outright win the NFC yeah, East if, if they win. I think it's over. Uh, the yeah. only thing I'd worry about is is the NFL rigging this game somehow so that there's a Week 17 uh, Giants-Eagles game that matters. And and Dallas-Washington game that matters. You have the Bills-Cowboys, the Cowboys getting six in Buffalo. I have no mm-hmm. idea why you would select this game, pick it, care about it. What's What's your incentive here? Well, and I, I, I had two of these last week and lost both of them. I, <laughs> um, I, Buffalo, uh, Dallas, by anything less than a touchdown, I just take the other side. That's it. We're at the point of the season where 
I'm getting less than a touchdown. Buffalo's at home. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like just a, a plain old touchdown cover. Funny stat, the Bills 33-13 and 13 against the spread when they're coming off of back-to-back against the spread losses. Recently 7-0 and 0 in, that ang- in that spot. So uh, Bills led by, favored by less than a touchdown over the Cowboys. I take the Bills. Uh, obviously a stay away, and I think you're a dumbass <laughs> for even going near that game. Jets, Pats, Pats laying three and a half in New York. Uh, must win for the Jets. They're suddenly on the outside looking in in the playoffs. Um, the Pats are banged up, which worries me. But here's what worries me even more. I'm not positive the one seed makes sense for the Pats. Oh. Yeah. Why is that? Who Who's going to be in the six, Pittsburgh or, or Denver? Or? Let's say Pittsburgh's five and Casey's six. Mm-hmm. And we have the two seed. We're guaranteed to play the AFC West team in round one unless the six seed beats the AFC West team, right? Got it. If they have the one seed, they're basically playing the best wildcard team in round two. You could argue the best wildcard team, which is almost definitely going to be Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's the second best team in the AFC right now. Yeah. If they're the two seed, I'm sorry, if they're the one seed, they're guaranteed to play Pittsburgh in round two unless the six seed upsets the three seed. If the six well, seed the doesn't six seed upset the three up. seed, they would play uh they'd play Denver or KC, whoever. But So the I don't six know. seed could use, could really upset the three seed because isn't the three seed gonna be Houston or Indy? The four seed is gonna be Houston or Indy. Uh, so they right. play the I, best I wild card. Track of these rules. Yeah, that's right. Okay. My point is, I don't think the one seed really matters. And if the Pats are banged up and they have Amendola hurt and Gronk's little, like, I could just see them throwing this game away. I don't know. I don't. That doesn't seem like the Belichick way. I. I, Yeah, he's done weird stuff in the past. I don't like three and a half. I like it better at three. I I don't see like this isn't like, hey guys, we got to win this. We clinch the one seed. It just something about it scares me. And I think the Jets played them really well the last time. They have a good defensive line. They can rush Brady up the middle. The Pats are really banged up. Like now, chunks hurt. I don't know how many guys we can lose. This feels like a three point game to me. There's a bunch of red flags with this, and uh, and I think the Jets at least cover. All right. Uh, The last one. We both agree on. Let's make this our best bet of the week. Seahawks, All Rams. Right. The Rams are getting 13 points in the land of Seattle. Who do you have? I have the Seattle Seahawks. I have seen enough over the last five weeks from them. The pedal is to the metal. I, I took the Browns last week. That was dumb. I don't, I, you know, I, 14 and a half just felt like too much. I, I yeah. you know, the, the, even with Manziel uh, and, and, you know, the, obvious frailties of, of Cleveland and Cleveland kind of hung in there, but uh, Russell Wilson is on a tear right now. I don't want to get in the way of it. I just, I'm happy to lay the points. I want the Seahawks. Oh, I thought you were going the Rams with that one. I like the Rams. <laughs> you taking the Rams? No, I, I was going to Rams are not afraid to lose big by, by, by They're not. They the double, Keenan triple thing. digits, by the way. Yeah. I've had enough of Jeff Fisher this season. That's all. I'm going to stay away from that one. Oh, you're going to make it a best bet, but then I took Seahawks and, and now yeah, you're If out. you took the Rams, I was going to get excited and take the Rams with you. But now you didn't take them. so I'm, I'm not taking them. Yeah, so I'm going to take uh, 
I had a backup pick just in case. Just I'm not going case. against Seattle anymore. Yeah, you're probably you're probably in good shape with that strategy. I'm going to take the Giants in Minnesota plus seven. Oh, sure. Uh, Sunday night game. Noel Del Beckham. You know what? Screw it. I, I changed my pick again. Again. Um, yeah, you sweet. You sweet. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take uh, Monday night. Oh. The Broncos only laying three and a half points at home to AJ McCarron. I and, looked. At, yeah, I looked at this one long and hard. I felt like singing because it's holiday time. If. Uh, but. Osp- Osweiler McCarron. Yeah. Um, if you watch that Cincy game closely last week, like it's not like they had a lot of drives. They just kind of, he kind of managed the game and they put him in a play. Like, what if they're down ten nothing and he's in Denver and he's got to actually start making some plays? I don't know if we're, they're getting Eifert back. Uh, that line seems low to me. I thought it was going to be Broncos by six or something. So yeah. I'm going to take Denver. Uh, House bone in rib roast tastes so good. Yeah, it's prime rib time. What's on the menu for you? Uh, my mom, Christmas Eve dinner, Chateaubriand. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. of course, Chateaubriand. Go ahead, I'm sorry. And some porch pies. What about you? What's on the menu for oh, you? Oh, a delicious rib roast. Where I'm going to have a little sliced turkey, a little sliced ham. Delicious. This is going to be the coup de gras. I'm going to cook it for the first time. If you have any uh, recipes, any of your um, fancy meat people, Jimmy Kimmel's a fancy meat guy, your, your Adam Perry Lang can send me a rib roast uh recipe I, I greatly appreciate it i'm jumping right in the pool for some delicious prime rib a christmas dinner is it gonna be one of those things where you have to take all your clothes off after yes red wine rib roast and the clippers lakers pants down all right house uh a fascinating uh two th- oh i guess we have one more 2015 podcast right yeah Daddy. yeah we got one next week all right Uh, Thanks to SeatGeek, the presenting sponsor of the BS Podcast, as well as our favorite place to buy and sell tickets. Go to SeatGeek.com slash BS to learn how to buy and sell on SeatGeek. Don't forget the free SeatGeek app. Enter promo code BS. SeatGeek will send you $20 once you've made your first purchase. Thanks to HBO. They were nice enough to give me my own television show that launches next spring. Thanks, HBO. Uh, Download the HBO Now app. Start your free one-month trial today. Don't forget about the Channel 33 podcast. Andy Greenwald and Chris Ryan are posting uh, best of the year stuff. We're going to do my Heat podcast that I did with Chris Ryan. We're going to do that uh, next week, I think, because we're going to need that more next week than this week. Uh, If that changes, I will tweet. Um, And that's it for the BS Podcast. Happy holidays. Thanks for spreading the word. Uh, It's been a very interesting 2015, but I'm glad we were able to uh, get the podcast going. Uh, You can subscribe to it on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud and uh, enjoy the holidays. Merry Christmas. We about this bitch. Anytime y'all want to see me again, rewind this track right here, close your eyes, and picture me rolling.